Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Hey, how's a boy? Well, well, can't complain. How are you? Oh, swell. I couldn't be better. Good. Uh, say, I've been going to call you. Oh? Don't tell me you set the date. That's right. A week from Friday. Yeah. And, well, I, I wondered if maybe you changed your mind. Changed my mind about what, Hurt? Well, uh, being the best man. Oh, no. No, of course not. Last time I saw you, you know, when you asked me, you yeah. said you hadn't set the date for the wedding yet. I was waiting to hear from you, Hurt. Well, as I said, I was going to call you. I... I thought maybe you saw it in the paper. No, 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 I didn't and, see it. Uh, well, this is a, this is sort of embarrassing, but uh, why? Well, you see, Janet sent out the invitations about a month ago, and it seems that uh, well, they haven't heard from you. Oh my gosh, Herb! I, 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 I it's just that the shapers kind of wanted to know, you know, something about seating arrangements for the reception and dinner afterwards. You know, you know how those things are. Oh yeah, sure, <laughs> of course. I, you mean we got an invitation, we didn't even answer it. <laughs> Well, look, nothing was said to me. Well, but... I figured you were both busy. I, I, I know how those things are. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I had to ask you, but Janet kept asking me, and, well, you know how it is. Embarrassing, but, well, we're old pals. Well, and... look, her, for heaven's sakes, I'm the one who's embarrassed. My gosh. Well, I will certainly look into this when I get home. <laughs> Now, an on-the-spot interview from Beechnut Babyland. Tell me, sir, how long have you been eating Beechnut baby foods? <laughs> Almost all your life. Three months now, you say. And how do you like Beechnut? <laughs> really? It's that good, is it? The best baby food you can buy because... Because it comes from Beechnut Babyland, a very special place where food is best from the beginning like luscious beechnut pears, so exceptionally good and sweet to start with. And then prepared with extra special care, so all the natural flavor, the natural freshness is there for baby to enjoy. And the same goes for every food from Beechnut Babyland. Babies can taste the luxury quality. Oh, sure, I'll tell them. Get Beechnut, 
the most babied food in the world. <laughs> well, it most certainly is not in the desk. I don't remember getting any invitation. Well, keep looking. I tell you, I was so embarrassed. Herb, my old pal, had to come and ask me if we were coming to the wedding. When here, I'm I'm going to be his best man. Well, of course, I didn't know Herb was getting married. You never mentioned it to I me. I did, I did. I said he'd asked me to be his best man. Well, I would have remembered if you told me, because I always thought it was terrible the way he treated Marjorie. Oh, well, look, that is neither here nor there. She no. went with him for five years, then he just dumps her over for who? Who's he marrying? Janet Schaefer. You mean the Schaefer's, the lumber people? Yeah, sure, that's right. Well, Herb did all right, didn't he? She must be an awful lot younger than he is. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I never had any use for him after he threw Marjorie over. I think it's terrible. Marjorie's the most wonderful person. She was crazy about him. She would have made him the most wonderful wife. Well, look, he didn't want to marry Marjorie. He wants to marry Janet. Now, look, will you keep looking for that invitation? I am, dear. I am looking. Poor Marjorie. She was so crazy about her. Did you look in the kitchen? Yes, I did. Everybody certainly expected him to marry Marjorie. I just don't know why men do that. It is so typical. Go with some girl for years and keep them dangling and then just up and marry somebody else. Well, I'm going to look on the closet shelf. There's a pile of stuff up there. Mm, Poor Marjorie. Why do you glare at me? Now, look, I can't help it if Herb didn't marry her, for Pete's sake. Not my fault. Well, you're a man, and you threw over that that Catherine to marry me. You know, I've always felt rather badly about that. I'm beginning to regret it myself. (laughs) You ever wish you'd married her instead, honey? Yes, right now. I'll bet <laughs> Katie wouldn't have misplaced a very important wedding invitation that... Oh, for Pete's sake, what is all this? What? Oh, here's a handful of letters, a bunch of them in this coat pocket. Hey, here. By golly, I'll bet this is it. Up. Yes, yes, here it is. This oh, is... heavens. Well, oh, I, well, I know well. what happened. I put on that old raincoat to dash to the store one morning... And I picked up the mail on my way out, and apparently... All right, all right, Uh, never mind now. This has got to be answered, and answered right now. Oh, yes, I feel terrible about it. Let me see it. Oh, guys, it's a very formal wedding. Oh, no. Yes. What'll I wear? Look, why, before we worry about clothes, let's worry about our manners. Now, sit down and write out an acceptance of the invitation, and I'll go out and mail it. I'm so embarrassed about not answering it. Mm. Maybe I ought to write a little note of explanation. I mean, how I dashed to the store in the old raincoat and picked up the letters, then didn't remember them again. No, 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 you can't do that. Just answer it. No, I guess not. Formal invitation like this, I believe, has to be answered just as formally. Get out the book of etiquette. See, where is it? Can't you just write a brief note saying we accept? No, no, dear. It has to be very formal. We need absolute plain white note paper, I think, too. Well, you've certainly got some stationery. Nothing plain. My initials are on some, and then I have just everyday stationery with name and return address and all that. We can't use that at all. I'll have to buy some. Oh, uh, you to... think we'd be able to answer a wedding invitation without, without buying stationery and without having to look up in a book about how mm-hmm. to do it? We never go to really formal weddings, that's why. Well. If you're going to be the best man, we certainly want the Schaefers to know that we know how to do things right. I guess the Schaefers already have some idea of how we do things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the answering invitations, acceptances, and regrets. I right here. Answering a wedding invitation. An invitation to the church only requires no answer whatsoever. Why? But an invitation to the reception afterwards is answered on the first page of a sheet of plain white note paper, and although it is written by hand, the spacing of the words must be followed as though they were engraved. Here gives an example. Look. Oh, where? Write each thing on a different line here. Mr. and Mrs. Robert Brown, and then on the next line you write, accept with pleasure, and then on the next line, Mr. and Mrs. John Smith... And then kind invitation four, 
And then on the last line, Tuesday, the 1st of May. 1st of May, oh. Well, dear, that's the way it has to be done. Well. Look at the time. Before the store is closed, go down to the bookstore on the boulevard and get some plain white notepaper. Oh, all right, all right. Four ninety-five. Well, didn't he have anything less expensive? He didn't have any plain white paper at all, except typing paper. Every darn box of stationery he had was either pink or gray or blue or yellow or something, or else it had roses or daffodils on it. Oh, and he had some for children with Mickey Mouse or a bunch of cats on well, it. Let me see what you got. Here, look, will you stop fixing dinner and answer that invitation now so I can go out and mail it, honey? Well, it's beautiful paper. Yeah, it ought to be beautiful paper, Four ninety-five. There wasn't oh, time gosh. to go downtown. Yeah. I just had to get this. Sure. Well, it'll last us the rest of our lives. We'll just keep it to answer formal invitations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, come on. Get it written well, now. Hurry up. Let me wipe my hands. Yeah. You know, I was thinking of poor Marjorie while I was peeling potatoes. She must feel terrible. Oh. Well, she sees the man she thought she was going to marry, now about to get married to some wealthy girl. And Marjorie was always so wonderful to her when he didn't have the job he has now and didn't make so much money. They'd go for walks and... Instead of the movies, and I think she even loaned him some money to buy that car. Goodness knows Marjorie never had anything. She was always so good to him. Where's a pen? Here, here. Now, look, give it back to me, too, will you? Well, maybe that was the trouble. Maybe what was the trouble? Yeah, same old story since the beginning of time. The man likes to do the chasing. I don't think Marjorie chased her. Oh, look, write the invitation, will you? Herb's going to marry Janet Schaefer. Yes, I know. Where's Betsy? Outdoors, playing with the Kendall children. And I was thinking, it's kind of funny Herb asked her to be the best man. You don't see him much. No, I hardly ever see him, but I grew up with him. I've known him since we were in kindergarten, I guess. Mm-hmm. Funny how you grow apart, though. You know, we almost seemed like strangers when I was talking to him today. How you doing? Oh, I smeared that one. I'm going to start over. Kind of nice of Herb to ask me to be best man, though. I guess no matter how much you grow mm-hmm. apart as you get older, there's still, you know, a sentimental attachment to people that you knew when you were building tree houses and shooting marbles and playing hooky to go swimming. Ah, golly. Good old Herb. Except you're kind and... Honey, do you mind just not talking? Now I've made another mistake. I'll be wasting all the good paper here. I'm sorry, dear, but concentrate. Why don't you read what you need for the wedding? I marked it right there in the book, what to wear. What do you mean? I'll wear my dark suit. It is formal, and the best man wears what the bridegroom wears. There, look at that, right? A cutaway coat. Cutaway coat? You Let me see. Right there. Cutaway coat, waistcoat to match. Gray striped trousers to match, or black with pinstripes, stiff white shirt, wing collar, white buckskin gloves, silk hat, <laughs> black or white or gray tie, either foreign hand or bar. Are they kidding? Or gray or white ascot if preferred. <laughs> oh, Papa. Well, then, that's Well, I'll tell you one thing. I know Herb. He's not going to get himself into one of these monkeys. Well, I bet he is. You better call him and find out. Well, by golly, I will. I'll find out right now. <laughs> We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. CBS Radio. Uh, One moment, please. CBS Radio. Uh, What's that, madam? Oh, I'm sure I don't know why Johnny Dollar prefers blondes. I'm a brunette myself. Yes, he's on the air this Sunday. I'll get it, Marge. CBS Radio. Yes, sir. Indictment is based on the work of the New York District Attorney's Office. Oh, yes, they try to make it as authentic as they can. Yes, sir, Sunday. You're welcome. You know, March people really enjoy radio drama. 
I read somewhere once that it's because it gives their imaginations a chance to work. Not figures. CBS Radio. Our Sunday schedule? Oh, yes, madam. Suspense? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. FBI in Peace and War. Indictment and Gunsmoke. Yes, you can hear them all on Sunday over most CBS radio stations. You're welcome. CBS Radio. Yeah, yeah, sure. I just thought I'd better call and check. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, fine, Herb. All right. Yeah, I'll call you tomorrow. Goodbye. Cutaway coat, gray striped trousers, gray ascot silk hat. Well, I told you. <laughs> what has happened I... to that guy, Pete Sakes? I can remember when you could hardly get him to put on a tie, if I'm well... saying. I imagine you can rent a suit, dear. Well, there's so certain work. things I'll have to buy. Yes, and I'm going to have to have a dress. I have nothing for a formal wedding. Not a thing. Oh. As the wife of the best man, I'll certainly have to be dressed for the occasion, won't I? Yes, And yes, don't forget yes. the wedding present. And since you are the best man, it can't be something like a candy dish. It'll have to be something rather special. You don't want Herb to be embarrassed at what his best man gives. No, no, you're right, you're right. I'm what not. about a party for him? Huh? Well, dear, doesn't the best man always throw a party for the bridegroom? Yes, 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 I suppose so. <laughs> you were worried about the four ninety five you spent for stationery, dear. Boy, <laughs> the least of it. <laughs> this wedding of hers is going to cost me a fortune. I know. That's why I wonder why you were so pleased about it all. You know, I know it's flattering to be asked, but I was a maid of honor four times, and I had to buy my dresses. The bride selects them, you know, and they were always something I couldn't wear for anything else. Then I had to give showers for the bride and buy presents for that, and then a wedding present besides... Well, why did Herb ask me? I never even see the guy. Why, we don't even have anything in common anymore. Well, he's asked you, dear, and you said yes, so... Formal wedding? Who has formal weddings anymore? <laughs> the Schaefers. I suppose Janet wanted one. Well, why didn't he marry Marjorie? She'd have had the sense to have a nice, quiet, simple ceremony. Herb would have had a darn nice wife if he'd married Marjorie. Yes, and you could have worn your dark blue suit. Yes. <laughs> well, I could I'm going to call Betsy and it's getting dark. And I'll finish getting dinner. You better go out and mail this and then sit down and make a list of guests for the bachelor party you're going to throw for good old Herb. Yeah, good old Herb. Well, he did it. <laughs> he did what, dear? He paid me back. You know, we had a fight in the fifth grade. I gave him a black eye. He said someday he'd get even. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Carl Frank as Herb and is produced by Walter Hart.